This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hani Bilqis, with Omnia Saar, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world and in the UAE. And for our daily digital stories, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking all about smartphones. <laughs> yes, indeed. But one of Hani's biggest rivals, Samsung, is actually the topic of discussion today because they have launched the all-new Galaxy S21 series right here in the UAE. Is it worth buying? And what are their features? We're going to be sharing all of that in just a few moments. And my favorite smartphone <laughs> manufacturer, Apple, will actually make discontinue the iPhone 12 mini in quarter two of this year. Now, that is a big, big announcement. And I'm ready to speculate and see what's going on with Apple. But, ladies and gentlemen, we do know that the clock is ticking. Yes, indeed. The countdown has started for the UAE Hope Probe Mars mission to hopefully enter Mars's orbit in just one day. It's definitely a very anxious time for everyone because it is a 50-50 chance of the Hope Probe making it to the other side and getting to the red planet. And this is exactly why today we are joined by the research scientist at the NYU Center for Space Science, Mr. Dimitri Atri, who's going to be telling us all about an overview of the mission to date, the applications of the data that is going to be coming out of it, but also, why is everyone so worried about the Hope probe entering the dark mm. side of Mars? Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is a historic, historic event that will be happening, and we will witness it, inshallah, in, I think, two days left? It's tomorrow. It's tomor- tomorrow. Yes. Uh, my calendar is off 7:42 tomorrow. 7.42 p.m. 7.42 <laughs> p.m., where, inshallah, the Hope probe will make its destination to the Red Planet. We got a lot to talk about right here on Future Talk, so keep Pulse 95 locked because we're going to be right back. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. Today, Samsung is making headlines because they have launched the all-new Galaxy S21 series right here in the UAE. A lot of people have been excited for it. And pre-orders for the S21 series has actually increased by 56% in comparison to the Galaxy S20 series that was actually launched during the exact same period last year. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, on Sunday, it did say that its latest flagship device, Galaxy S21 series, are now available at brand stores and across major retail outlets right here in the UAE. Now, the South Korean smartphone manufacturer did say it received a tremendous response to its 5G-enabled Galaxy S21, S21 Plus, and S21 Ultra smartphone since the new series was launched in January. Now, looking at it, Omnia, we have S21, S21 Plus, <laughs> and Ultra S21. It seems like they're all going by the same business plan of Apple. Yeah. Throwing out three different type of versions of the same phone model. I'm guessing the Ultra is like the iPhone 12 Max Pro. Pro. So it's like the very, very similar simulation to what Apple is doing. But consumers and customers have been very excited for the Galaxy S21 series. Many people have been rushing to pre-order it so that they can get it the minute stores have it. But the next generation devices are now available at all stores you don't just get to pre-order them you can actually go ahead and purchase them and many samsung enthusiasts have been actually 
you know, replacing their older S20s yes. with the new S21. Now, actually, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people like Samsung. And a lot yes. of people like getting their hands on the new Samsung devices. Now, let's go and jump over and talk about the specs on the Galaxy S21 and S21+. Plus. There will be 128GB and 256GB storage options. Both will be equipped with 8GB of RAM, while the Galaxy S21 Ultra will have 12GB of RAM and 128GB. Same thing kind of storage space, but the RAM will defer. And there also will be a 16GB RAM with 512GB variants. Mm -hmm. Now, I like talking about money, Omnia. <laughs> and the price will start at 3,200 dirhams, 3,800 dirhams, and all the way to 4,900 dirhams, respectively. So we're looking at that entry-level, mid-level, premium level. Yes, indeed. Now, when we're talking about cameras, they're also going to be very attractive because their cameras are actually comprised of wide and ultra-wide lenses starting out at 12 megapixels. And there's also a telephoto lens that comes at about 64 megapixels. So you're looking at shots that can zoom up to times 30. And this is going to be a great feature for anyone who is into photography. Samsung did say that they're also going to be having their S21 Galaxy Notes have 5G, which is not new for any Samsung user. Yes. We've seen them have 5G before. Apple is just the one that was late to the game. At the Galaxy Unpacked 2021 event, they were actually able to explain a lot about the Galaxy experience that users would be getting. They got feedback from partners that were collaborating with them on the new design, and excitement is just in the air. Now, fun fact, ladies and gentlemen, Samsung's market share for 5G-compatible smartphones in the UAE has actually reached 45.2% at the end of 2020, while its market share for smartphones in the UAE was 39.2% at the end of 2020. So their numbers are pretty fair. Now, I like the fact, Omnia, that you announced that uh, Apple was late to the party and yeah. everyone thought Apple was making a groundbreaking discovery. <laughs> and hey, 5G right here works. But Samsung has been in the game for quite a while, but we do know Apple perfects it. Yes, indeed. Let us know your thoughts. Are you an Android user or an Apple user? Are you going to go ahead and purchase the brand new S21 Galaxy phone? And if you did, what are your thoughts about it? We want to hear from all of you. Our text lines are open. 4215, do it this a lot or set into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Taking a short break, but once we come back, we're talking about some unfortunate news coming out of Apple. Yes, a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> You're, You're listening, listening to, to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you know the lineup of iPhone 12s was kind of groundbreaking because we saw the iPhone SE, the iPhone 12, the iPhone mm -hmm. 12 Pro, the 12 Pro Max, and we had a little friend, the iPhone 12 mini. But now... Apple is saying that they may discontinue the iPhone 12 mini in quarter two of this year. Now, apparently there was a poor demand for the iPhone 12 mini, and Apple actually may consider halting its production in the second quarter this year. Yes, indeed. Now, Apple loves to save money. We've seen that by them not including a charger in the box that you get with your brand new iPhone. Still a little bit salty about that. And this is exactly why Apple is actually planning to produce 80 million to 90 million of the iPhone 13 series and potentially not including a mini version of the brand new iPhone. Now, these are all speculations and forecasts that have been done by an analyst named William Yang, who actually basically predicted that the iPhone 12 series 
is expecting to halt the production of the iPhone 12 mini, but also that the brand new iPhone series may not include a mini version. So Yang is expecting that Apple would go ahead and lower the volume of the iPhone 12 and iPhone 12 mini by 9 million units and 11 minute, uh, million units respectively. Now, this is interesting because from what I've seen from Instagram influencers, you know, people in general, a lot of them have actually been returning or exchanging their iPhone 12 Max Pro with a mini or just a regular iPhone 12 because they've been complaining that it's just too big and bulky. Actually, Omnia, I love my iPhone 12 Pro Max. I love it too. <laughs> and funny enough, I actually got my hands on an iPhone 11 Pro Max the mm. other day and it felt small. Really? Yes, yeah, so I think my hand got used to it. I do believe in the beginning your hand does not get used to it. I remember yeah. it was like, oh, whoa. Oh. And, and it's heavier. It felt it heavier. It is heavier. It felt like I was waving around a brick. But uh, the iPhone 12 Pro Max sales were forecasted by 11 million units, by iPhone 12 by 2 million units, and the iPhone 11 by 8 million units. Mm -hmm. Now, Yang did predict that Apple does aim to produce 80 million to 90 million iPhone 13 series, mm -hmm. which will be higher than the 76 million scheduled for the iPhone 12 series in the second half of 2020. Yeah. But according to him, there might not be a new iPhone SE models in 2021. Now, I actually don't think that is a big deal for the iPhone SE model because we always know that they take the last year's model and perfect it a little bit and tweak a little bit with the processor and make it up to date per se mm. with the, the new model. But it's good for budget conscious users though. 100% is very good for budget conscious users who don't want to spend too much on a flagship model. Mm -hmm. But going back to the iPhone 12 mini, it is the smallest, thinnest, and lightest 5G smartphone in the world. And you would think that would be a great selling point <laughs> for a lot of consumers, but apparently it didn't do that well in the stock. Not at all. And this is exactly why Apple is planning to go ahead and potentially discontinue it. Now, if you're wondering about how mini is the iPhone 12 mini, we're talking about a 5.4 inch screen compared with the standard model that comes at 6.1 inch display. It does have the same dual camera setup on the back, just like the 12 model, and it actually looks absolutely stunning in a person's hand, especially if you have tiny hands. Now, Apple did deliver a phenomenal experience and went back to shipping about 90.1 million devices, even though it did struggle a little bit with the iPhone 11 series, not getting as much traction as it usually would. Now, I think probably their uh, their bad selling point, Omni, is the mm. iPhone 12 mini, saying mm. mini. Now, unfortunately... You think that the features are less. Yes. A yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people, Omnia, uh, they like to show off. Yeah. So when they say, I have an iPhone 12 mini, for example, or someone says, hey, what's that phone in your hand? <laughs> They're like, oh, I have an iPhone 12 mini. It might kind of... Uh, degrade kind of, it. Degrade it. Just yeah. like you said, degrade and say, hey, uh, you don't have the best phone in the market right now because some people want to have the best and the biggest phone in the market. True. And that's what we're seeing with the iPhone 12 Pro Max. Now, I want to ask the listeners, though. Mm -hmm. If you have an iPhone 12 mini, text us in at 4215-GROWTH-SLOT. And let us know, do you like the iPhone 12 mini? Do you feel like it's too small? And would you buy an iPhone mini? That's an interesting question. I don't think I would because I love the big screen on the Max Pro. It's just easier whenever you want to watch something. Mm -hmm. But we want to hear from all of you. Let us know your thoughts coming up on the show. We're talking about one of the biggest events that are going to be taking place right here in the UAE. It's a historic one and it has to do a lot with outer space. Yes, indeed. We're going to be talking about the Hope Probe Mar Mars mission in a bit with a research scientist at the NY Center, NYU Center for Space Science and a member of the team that does supervise the Hope Probe Mars mission. 
عشرة تسعة ثمانية سبعة ستة خمسة أربعة ثلاثة اثنين واحد Six years of hard work, the continuous efforts of 200 engineers and over 5.5 million hours of continuous work. This is all to watch a dream of the UAE and the Arab world begin its journey to the Red Planet. One day separates us from the UAE's Hope Probe entering into Mars's orbit. Such a historic achievement and this is exactly why we have with us today on the show Dimitra Atri who is a research scientist at the NYU Center for Space Science and a member of the team that is actually supervising the Hope Probe Mars mission. He is here to tell us all about the mission, how's it going and also what should be worried about mm. tomorrow before the actual probe enters the Mars orbit. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, thanks so much. Great to be here. It's great to have you. Now, walk us through an overview of the mission to date. Yeah, so as we all know that the mission was launched from Japan uh, in July, on July 20th. And it was a spectacular launch, uh, as we all uh, have seen. Uh, Since then, uh, the probe has been uh, cruising without any issues. Mm -hmm. And it has been 203 days since the launch. Tomorrow, as you all know, it is going to enter the Martian orbit. And it is the most uh, critical uh, phase of the mission uh, other than the launch itself. Mm-hmm. Because uh, as of now, right now, I checked just before the show started, the mm-hmm. probe is traveling at 21 kilometers per second. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, uh, I mean, it might be difficult to imagine for wow. a Sharjah <laughs> audience in <laughs> 21 kilometers per second. And it has to be slowed down to five kilometers per second in order for it to orbit the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, then it can either, if the speed is too high, then it can just go past the planet and it can just go into space. Mm. If the speed is too low, then it can crash into the planet. Wow. Mm. So it has to be exactly right done uh, within the time mm-hmm. uh, time window otherwise uh, yeah it is extremely difficult so it's actually a very intricate process for the hope probe to be able to make it very delicate as yeah. well yeah and just yeah, like yeah. you mentioned dimitra you know tomorrow evening is going to be tense for everyone from scientists to any person across the air world who is waiting for the hope probe to make it through what many people have been calling the red planet's dark side can you tell us a little bit more about that dark side and what will we have to go through to be able to make sure that the whole probe actually made it to the other side okay so let me tell you two things first Mm. is that because just because of the distance hope probe is so far from us it Mm. will take 11 minutes for light or any kind of signal to go between Mm. us and mars Mm. so even if you were to just give a command that hey hope probe move one degree to the right Mm -hmm. it will take 11 minutes for our signal to reach there and once it moves one degree to the right it will take 11 minutes for it to come back so 22 minutes just to get to know that it has moved so everything has to be automated. So Hope mission is now completely on its own. We can't do anything about <laughs> mm-hmm. it. Uh, secondly, uh, uh, the dark side is when the Hope mission is going to be on other side of Mars. Mm. So now it is approaching Mars. It is going to be close to the planet. 
and then when it reaches the other side uh, its signal to us is going to be blocked by mars itself mm. Mm. and so that period of time there is no way of knowing what is going on so once it appears it once it goes around the planet and appears again it will send a signal and that signal again is going to take 11 minutes and the signal will be received at nasa's dsn this is the deep space network uh, in madrid spain mm. Mm. so so they'll be the first one to get the signal and obviously then we'll know about uh, the status of the mission wow. two minutes of uncertainty <laughs> very intense i mean a lot of people would probably think oh you just send the probe into space and you let it do its thing but no a lot of things and a lot of technicalities go into making the whole probe uh, hopefully inshallah reach the red planet yes indeed and we're definitely excited to hopefully see it make it to the other side we're going to be taking a short break but when we come back we're going to be learning more from Dimitra about the history of Mars exploration but also why are we exploring Mars in specific why not any other planet if you have any questions for Dimitra Atri who is the research scientist at the NYU Center for Space Science make sure you send them in at 4215 door to salat or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 radio you're listening to Pulse95 Well, we're definitely excited for tomorrow, to say the least. What you just heard is actually the first Arab countdown for yes. the Hope Probe Mars mission that has ever taken place because the UAE is actually, if the Hope Probe hopefully makes it to Mars, will be the fifth country in the world to have had a Mars mission actually arrive to Mars tomorrow evening. Yes. Mark your calendar, set your alarms at 7.42 p.m. It's going to be a very tense moment for everyone. A very tense moment and a historic moment for not only the Arab world, but the world in general, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's not every day you see a, hope, a probe in general go to Mars, but we did bring in an expert to tell us all about it. Yes, indeed. A research scientist at the NYU Center for Space Science and a member of the team that is actually currently part of the Hope Probe Mars mission, Mr. Dimitra Atri, who's been telling us all about what should we expect for the Hope Probe once it enters Mars orbit and a little bit before that. Thank you so much for joining us, Dimitra, today. Yeah, great to be here. Dimitra, can you tell us a little bit about the history of Mars exploration? A lot of people, you know, talk about going to space. We've seen different movies mm, and shows mm, mm, portray that. But why is it that Mars a lot of people are interested in? Okay, so let me go behind the science. Like, why do we care about Mars? Mm. Uh, so now we know that Mars was very Earth-like in the past. So a few billion years ago, Mars had a thick atmosphere like the Earth. It had a magnetic field. It had liquid water on its surface. So think about large water bodies. Mm. So it looked very similar to the Earth. Mm -hmm. And there is a high probability that there could have been life on the planet. Mm. But something happened and the climate of the planet changed drastically. It is extremely cold now. It is dry. It looks very similar to uh, the desert in the UAE. Yeah. Uh, so the question is, what happened? Why it happened? Mm. Plus, is there uh, life still existing on the planet, or was there life at some point on Mars? So the so the answer to all these questions lies uh, if we just go to Mars, and mm. that's why everyone is interested just to go there and to see what is going on. Mm. 
and so the history of this exploration started with uh, USSR the Soviet Union in the 1960 mm-hmm. we made the first attempt in 1960 uh, it failed right at launch and that is uh, a part and parcel of space exploration that there are a lot of failures mm. then in 1965 uh, us uh, uh, launched uh, mariner 4 which mm. was able to fly past mars mm. and uh, it took a few more years so in 1971 us's mariner 9 was the first one to actually go and orbit the planet so half a century ago uh, 50 years ago us uh, sent uh, its orbiter there Mm. and uh, it was in extreme competition with the soviets at that time so the soviet orbiter reached mars just one week after that so even now if you go to nasa website they will say <laughs> that we beat the soviets by one week <laughs> uh then uh right next month so december 20, uh, 1971 uh, ussr was able to land their probe for the mm. first time on mars so that was the first thing in 1971 mm. then in 1976 us sent two landers uh, viking 1 and viking 2 mm. the first one to actually carry instruments to detect signs of life so that was a big year mm. and since the 70s us has developed expertise they are the world leaders mm-hmm. in sent missions not only to orbit the mm. planet but to go to the surface and investigate mm. it and along with the hope probe uh, china's tianwen mm. mission is going there hope uh, uh, nasa's perseverance mission is going to land on february 18th so mm. we are going to uh, yeah we look forward to that yes now landmarks across the uae have turned red in support of the hope probe mission now tell us what is the importance of the hope uh, probe mars mission for the uae mm-hmm. yeah so i think this moment right now with the uae's astronaut program we saw uh, uae's first astronaut complete the mission at the international space station two astronauts are already training at nasa's johnson space center now mm-hmm. uh, hopefully soon there will be two new selections they'll also train there and there will be more missions going to the international space station maybe to the moon i mean it has not been announced yet but mm. there is a possibility mm-hmm. combine that with the hope mission the first interplanetary mission mission going to mars then we have the uae's lunar mission mm. so looking back like a 50 years ahead we are looking <laughs> back this would be kind of a transformative period and i would compare it to the apollo moment uh, that we had in the us when a generation of youngsters were inspired to pursue a career in science dream big uh, and uh, i think that is what is happening here absolutely and uh, i hope uh, things uh, <laughs> things uh, turn out the way they are intended to be absolutely especially because this has caused a lot of children right here in the uae and youth in general to aspire to go to space and beyond because of yes. seeing it become a reality yes uh, hazal mansouri kind of paved the way and the uae paved the way to make the the young emirati generation think hey i want to be an astronaut i don't want just to be an engineer uh, an accountant or whatever kind of field now th- being an astronaut has now become in their arsenal yes. for things that they might want to be in the future and thankfully the UAE has uh, has made it possible 
Absolutely. And talking about the whole probe, uh, Dimitra, the design, the system, the software, they're all Emirati made. So a lot of people are actually wondering, once the whole probe makes it to the red planet, what is the next step? What data will it be collecting and how will it help us learn more about planet Earth? Okay, so it has three types of instruments uh, mm. uh, observing Mars in both uh, UV, uh, infrared and invisible light. And it is not only going to send us good pictures of Mars, uh, the entire planet, mm. but also details of uh, the constituents of Mars. So Mars, as you know, is mostly made of carbon dioxide, mm -hmm. but the upper atmosphere is made of uh, oxygen, it is made of hydrogen. So I mentioned earlier that Mars once was very Earth-like yeah. and the climate change. And that happened because, uh, because of the activity of the sun over a period of time, mm. uh, the atmosphere started eroding. Mm. And that physics is not very well understood. So HOPE mission is going to observe Mars and it is going to tell us how much atmosphere it is losing mm. And because of all the details of different types of gases spread throughout the planet, we are going to learn a lot about it and hopefully answer this question definitely, definitively how exactly this process works and then take back and uh, move back to the history of Mars and figure out, you know, what happened, how the climate changed, yeah. uh, things like that. Very exciting. I think the whole world, not just the UAE, the whole world and Arab world are so excited for the UAE, inshallah, to, to reach Mars, to reach the red planet. And uh, my eyes will be peeled back <laughs> watching at 7.44, correct? 7.42 p.m. So, 7.42 yeah. p.m. to see whether or not, inshallah, the whole probe Mars mission will reach the red planet. Yes, indeed. Coming up on the show, we're going to be asking Dimitra Atri all about the pictures that this Hopra will be bringing, bringing back to planet Earth, but also who has access to this data? Is it free sourced? How much data will the Hopra be bringing back? As well as your own work uh, with the Hopra Mars mission. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. Pulse 95. Ashra. Tisa. Tamania. Seba. Sitte. Khamsa. Arba. Tlete. Ethnin. Wahad. The countdown continues, ladies and gentlemen, as the clock is ticking until the UAE, inshallah, will make history as the whole probe Mars mission is en route to the Red Planet. It will be the first Arab world, the first Muslim country to go to Mars. And ladies and gentlemen, I am super excited and I hope you guys are as well. Tomorrow at 7.42 p.m. we will get the news that inshallah the whole probe will land. And as someone who has been living in the UAE for most of his life, it is, I am proud as looking at a country that I like to call home, not even my second home, it is my home. To see the UAE do these great things, I'm just super proud. And to tell you more about what's happening with the Hope Probe Mars mission, we had to bring in an expert to give us more detail about the mission. Yes, indeed. A research scientist at the NYU Center for Space Science is joining us today, Dimitra Atri, who's been telling us all about the UAE Hope Probe mission. He's been giving us a history of Mars exploration. And, you know, Dimitra, it's been such an interesting conversation with you today, but I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, what is the future from this point on you know since the 1960s humans have actually sent dozens of spacecrafts to study mars just like you've mentioned and people are wondering you know future innovation what will be stemming out of the whole pro project 
Yeah, so there are two types of thing. One is all the planned things that we have already planned, the studies that we want to do. So for example, how did Mars lose a majority of its atmosphere? That is something that we will learn from it. Mm -hmm. We will study its global climate, how it changes over a period of time that we'll understand very well. Uh, we will also understand how extreme events from the sun. So sun once in a while emits radiation. These are called flares. Mm. And on Earth, they, we don't have much impact from it because we have very thick shielding from atmosphere. We have a magnetic field. Mars doesn't have those, so Mars experiences mm. them. So we will understand how those solar storms interact with Mars. We'll understand that physics. And UAE is planning to send astronauts to Mars in future. UAE has the Mars 2117 project where it aims to establish a human presence on the planet by 2117. And these storms are going to be extremely dangerous to astronauts. So something mm. that we are doing at the Center for Space Science is to understand how dangerous it is going to be so that we can predict uh, and we can uh, suggest mitigation strategies how to prevent uh, these things from happening so that is one thing that is already planned mm -hmm. the most interesting thing however from space missions is finding something which hasn't been planned mm. and that is going to be the most exciting thing and always, like in a new mission, you always find new things. Mm. And I am looking forward to it. Mm. The unexpected. And we do know that the yeah. data will be for free. Is it? <laughs> exactly. So right now, uh, after uh, reaching the Martian orbit uh, mm -hmm. tomorrow, it will take uh, uh, two and a half months for it to reach the actual science orbit, the orbit which will take the actual observations. So that should be done around April 25th. And then it takes time to just study the data, study the instruments, making sure that what you're observing that is right or not. Mm -hmm. And you have to do many tests. And so the final data, which will be available to everyone around the globe for the international scientific community to analyze, that should be around September or October uh, later this year. Mm -hmm. And anyone can register on the website and download it and see for yourself. Mm -hmm. So lots is in store with the UAE and space. We're definitely excited for the Hope probe yes. to make it to the other side of Mars, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, from 2019 all the way until 2021, we've been talking a lot about the space exploration that the UAE has been doing. It started with Hazal Mansouri, and we're doing the Hope probe mission now. And soon enough, we'll see another couple of astronauts, maybe inshallah, go to the moon. Very proud, and uh, it just puts a smile on my face to see the country that I call home doing big things yes indeed dimitra atri who is a research scientist at the nyu center for space science thank you so much for joining us today yeah thanks a lot great to talk to you it was a pleasure having you on the show and to everyone tuning in to us right now, thank you so much for lending us your ears for the hour. Future Talk is coming to an end. But the shows on Pulse 95 will keep you entertained because coming up is the halftime show with Omar Duri at 3 p.m. And 
in just a few days. Two days, Wednesday. Two days. So we have an exciting event tomorrow and then a very exciting event in Sharjah on Wednesday with our very own Hani Balqis. Yes, I will be hosting the exposure event with Aisha Al-Mazmi and Rania Sadi. We will be interviewing uh, photographers around the world for the exposure event. It will be through Wednesday all the way until, I believe, Saturday. And we will be there on Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. You guys can come over to the booth. I mean, it's going to be very exciting. I'm very excited. I haven't did an outside broadcast event in a while. And what a better place to start 2021 with the exposure event at the Sharjah Expo Center in Sharjah. I mean, I'm excited. I'm very excited to witness it as well. It's going to be a completely safe event that everyone can go ahead and, you know, attend. You can explore the different photographers that you have to witness and see their works live in that event at the Sharjah Expo Center. Every attendant will basically be following all the precautionary yes, yes, measures yes. and rules. So. There's going to be a lot of seminars and workshops. Uh, if you're into photography and you want to learn about a couple of more tricks and tips to make your photographs crispy, perfect, and picture clear. Head on over to the Sharjah Expo Center for the exposure event. It's going to be a wild and fun ride. Yes, indeed. But we also have a fun ride for everyone tuning into Pulse 95. Halftime show is going to be kicking off in just a few moments, so make sure you keep Pulse 95 locked. But you can catch us again same time, same place tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. Only here on Pulse 95. 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.